Hilda and Zelda leave their chili party and put Salem in charge. Control, chili, I have it all. <laughs> I don't think we've heard Salem's evil laugh before. It was magical. Yeah, it was a magical moment, and it was a moment that I realised Salem is always wanting control. Libby is always wanting oh. control. Maybe Salem and Libby. Yeah. I'd like to see an episode yeah, if Salem happens to turn in temporarily into a... 16 year old yeah. I think him and Libby being together in an episode would be interesting I, I feel like that would result in world domination yeah I wouldn't I, I want to see generally green fuck a cat that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm in that's what I'm into folks I can't control it it's just what I'm into the man likes his pussy Welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three sarcastic and succulent studs review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Throughout my name will be Phil Dean and I am your host, your guide through this magical adventure. To my left I am joined by one colleague and his name is Graham Riley. Hello Graham, how are you? I'm not bad Phil. Good, did you enjoy this episode? Um... Ish. <laughs> Sometimes asking if you enjoy an episode works. It's like, yeah, it's a great one. I'm excited to talk about it. But we do get a couple of episodes where it's, eh, no. <laughs> it does. But we'll uh, we'll divulge into that further. Uh, and another colleague, which is he's currently sat to my right, is Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Hi, Phil. I'll ask you the same question again. It could might not have the best effect or results. But did you enjoy this episode? Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Of course, you can see, you can feel the enthusiasm coming from his uh, chords there. Um, As we talk about The Crucible, now, I know I'm not the only one who says that this episode, with that title, uh, would have been more exciting if it was indeed about a snooker tournament. But sadly, it is not, is it, Graham? It's not, no. It's um, all about witchcraft, kicking it old school, uh, going, (laughs) going back to Salem. The place, not the cat, uh, and uh, having a good old-fashioned witch trial. It is, yeah, classic witchcraft. Yeah. I think it's more about yeah. not not the futuristic one we've come to appreciate. Yeah, I, I can't help but think it could have benefited from a cameo from John Virgo. Yeah, that would have been yeah, definitely would have definitely would have up the stakes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Um, so, Chris, you guessed roughly what this title was going to be about from our last episode, just based off the title, because it is inspired by a play, is that right? Yeah, it's a play by Arthur Miller. Okay. And, and just, again, remind us about what that's roughly about. So, it's 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 about, uh, basically, life in the 1600s, and uh, there's three young women who essentially accuse another woman, I believe her name is Goody Proctor, uh, of being a witch, and it all culminates into a trial where she's found guilty, but then it's also her husband has danced with the devil, and it just basically goes all all tits up, really. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but a crucible in itself is actually a, uh, a cooking pot. Okay. Yeah. So nice. it's called the crucible, but it's, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a cooking pot. It's, it's similar, a- similar to a cauldron, but it's not a cauldron. Okay, that's interesting. So, I mean, it's it's fair to say that the episode probably lacks any big laughs or real excitement because it's kind of inspired and based on something of a serious matter, I guess. And it's taken very seriously for the most part. They yeah. don't really send it up. 
It's a strange one, this one. It but we'll is. get into it. It's, it's a bit of a serious episode because the main focus of this is... Sabrina's struggle to... The, you know, she's being accused of being a fake witch. but And she's struggling with the fact that she is a real witch and people are acting as if witches are awful people. So it's a very... It's a good episode in terms of Sabrina. You see Sabrina be really defensive and fighting for witches' rights as such. I might as well dive into this episode that we're not really uh, billing as exciting, but no doubt we will find it interesting to uh, to recover. So, episode 23, entitled The Crucible, as Chris so rightly said when referencing. Boys, are we ready to crack open this court case? Let's. Trial is definitely in session. Well, this episode opens up with drama as Sabrina throws crisps in our face and goes to open the linen closet. I, be- I believe they were Cheetos. They were. Yeah. Um, yeah. She... I, she didn't need to trip over them. I guess she needed to throw a crisp so she had a hands-free, but she could have just had a hands-free anyway. It's no. more the, where's the camera? There it is. Look, you see <laughs> yeah. her gift before starting towards <laughs> the screen. It, it was... I understand from a story point of view why she had to do that because of what happened thereafter, yeah. but at the same time, it was completely, completely unnecessary. She didn't have to walk out the room and answer the door holding loads of crisps, did it's, she? I mean, who has a bag that big of Cheetos that it fills a bowl that is the size of, well, my stomach? They weren't having, <laughs> they weren't having a party or anything, were they? No. Was she eating that whole bowl of Cheetos herself? Yeah. Wow. Well, um, you know, she trips over something or nothing. We couldn't really tell. It was nothing. Nothing. Uh, she throws the crisps in our face. If this was 3D, we'd have shit myself. Uh, but she throws the crisps in our face, opens the linen closet, and fucking Kevin Nash comes crashing through the door, threatening to butcher Sabrina. Kevin Nash. <laughs> Kevin Nash, yes. Um, Kevin Nash is, or certainly was at the time, a uh, professional wrestler of considerable renown. Uh, he was champion in both uh, WWF and WCW during the 90s. He's roughly seven feet tall. He is, yeah. Uh, beast of a man, and um, also quite sort of uh, quite a witty fellow. If you ever hear him like interviewed and things, so he, he was a good choice to uh, to uh, play this role. I, yeah, I, I mean, enjoyed seeing him. He's, I mean, he's been in quite a lot of films. He's been in Magic Mike films, I think. He's always played just the big guy who's yeah. ripped. That's it. But isn't he one of the many wrestlers who's in the Longest Yard as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, he's definitely he has had roles here and there. Nothing to the effect of like The Rock or no, uh, no. Batista or something but yeah so big old seven foot big daddy cool himself uh, has come to butcher Sabrina or Gorgo as he believes she is naturally Sabrina screams and tells the seven foot wrestler that she isn't Gorgo leaving him embarrassed as he's recently merged with another horde and sadly the interdepartmental communications have been horrible it goes to show that these these witches really take Dungeons and Dragons seriously. <laughs> I mean, you know, that is their real life. LARP, is it LARPing? LARPing, yeah, yeah. yeah. role-playing. Yeah, they take LARPing very seriously. Yeah. yeah, I do like though that even in the other realm, they still have like HR issues. Yeah, so do, I do yeah. like how when uh, Sabrina tells us that witches they could have they, you know they've got supernatural powers, but they still have the same concerns and issues that us mortals have. So it's yeah. nice that communication errors are still a thing, even yeah. with witches. Um, so he turns to leave, as he's going to go and kill the guys in dispatch, yet he forgets to pick up his mace, so Sabrina picks it up and throws it at him, causing Kevin Ash to tear his quad. He got injured a lot, you see. <laughs> That's a jab at you, Kevin Nash. 
you're antagonising the seven-foot Viking-looking fucker. He can barely walk these days. Yeah. If oh, okay. Then. If he sneezes, he blows out his quads. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kevin Nash for you. So the titles roll, and I don't know, she's a, a lawyer. Um, oh, God. And she knows. says, I only do hostile takeovers. Yeah. And shit openings. Yeah. I mean, I only do hostile takeovers. No. Fuck off. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's like, I only do hostile takeovers, as opposed to the nice non-hostile ones, I only where do- you negotiate everything and come to an agreed term. I'm, 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 a, I'm horrible, is basically what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. right? It's yeah. just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. let's move on. Um, <laughs> I'm a horrible woman in a short skirt, is what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we return to history class, we've not been there for a while, where generic teacher is telling the kids about the Salem witch trials of the 17th century. It actually turns out the class is going on a field trip over the weekend to visit the town of Salem, and the bus will leave at 8am Saturday. Oh, and they have to pack lightly, as they'll all be treated to some period clothing. How nice and exciting, boys. <sighs> would you have been excited about a trip of this calibre when you were 16? I would have liked the weekend away with my mates, but I probably wouldn't have liked the whole dressing in period clothing, not being able to do anything modern, because you're supposed to be in the 16th century. Yeah, that I noise. Mean, There's... I, I would not have been a fan. You wouldn't have felt it as keenly back then, though, because like you wouldn't have had... Smartphones or anything like that, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be losing as much as you would now. Yeah. Um, so uh, they're off to Salem, and they're about to go very early in the morning. Uh, we cut to the corridor, and Harvey is asking if Sabrina will sit next to him, but she isn't sure if she's going. Oh Speaking of which, some extra clearly doesn't know where she's going as she walks right into Nate Richard, taking her bag out in the process. I think that, that that was the highlight of the episode for me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought no uh, extra would uh, surpass um, Boy Who Trips uh, in the soap opera episode. But uh, yeah, this, this young lady definitely... Uh... She fucking clobbers him. And then just fucking walks off with a bag hanging walking. off. She's got a job. She's just on a track. She's just got to walk yeah. through Sabrina and Harvey. She gets a bag knocked off. But because she's been paid just to walk in a straight line, she doesn't adjust the bag back on her, sh- no. her, back on her shoulder. And she just carries on walking. And Nate Richard, probably with a throbbing shoulder, has to continue with the scene. Yeah, it's re- It was really off-putting. It, it, both yeah, but again... There must have been another take that they could have used. I've seen this a few times in in Sabrina of times you would have thought they should have really done another take, but clearly that take was good enough. (laughs) I think it was made in a heck of a rush. But then again, (laughs) these these kind of programs often are. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have time, did they? It's a a less than 30 second scene. They could have just. You could have done that again. Yeah, I think think they they just. I think it's clocks up. Would you say quality control? Sort of, yeah, there, like, feels like there's a lot of scenes where it's like, they could have done that again, but they could have think it was worth bothering. <laughs> no. uh, well, Sabrina says she doesn't care about learning about witches, and she storms off, leaving Harvey to say, touchy, in a bit of a really sassy way. Yeah, nice, nice sassy little... Harvey. Yeah. We like sassy Harvey. We do. Uh, we see Libby and her friends. Oh, and Adam, some bloke who walks past, and apparently is so into Libby. Uh, he, said uh, he said hello, and you could feel the sexual tension and and drive behind yeah. that exchange of words. It was you? not a Leslie Phillips hello. It was hey. It was <laughs> hello. Yeah. Great. Whoa, sexy. Um Libby says that she's going to ask him out when they're in Salem. As apparently boys, it's the perfect exotic setting to let Adam know that she likes him. Um no. <laughs> no. No. Just no. I was trying to think of something 
witty, but I couldn't it's, even... No. It's just no. The answer's no. Yes. <laughs> no, no, Libby, it isn't. <laughs> so it turns out that Adam is a baseball player and another notch on Libby's belt as she's dated a footballer, a hockey player, soccer player, a lacrosse player and badminton player. Badminton. A badminton ban- player. Ban- Sheesh, boy. She's 16 and being around the block. She gets around... Dating wise, just just dating. She likes she likes her arm candy. Is what I'm saying. She likes different men and trends on round on her arm. I imagine she gets bored with men very quickly yeah. if they, for example, express opinions independent and contrary to her. Mm, she true. probably thinks that's it. She's so, power mad though, so she likes to control someone. So yeah. I guess you know she gets bored of one bloke, got another one around the arm. And also, Adam, as is established, is quite a shy young fellow. So she probably has her eye on him because she thinks she can. Dominate that relationship. Yeah. Speaking of Adam, we'll see more of him in the episode, but might as well introduce him to you uh, now. He is, of course, being a teen heartthrob, got three names. He has. Oh, this time, John Patrick White. Um, he's not really done much. You've sort of, you know, fleeting love interest roles, I'm not sure, but in a few sort of teen dramas and comedies from this time period. He was in something called AJ's Time Travelers. Oh yeah, that classic show. Classic, yeah. Whoever, whoever AJ is, uh, and uh, Bone Chillers, which was sort of like a teen sort of goosebumps, sort of slightly so sort of slightly more mature, darker sort of goosebumps. Ooh. But the role that those being us, uh, we were most drawn to, was in something called Galaxy Quest, where he, who could forget his role as teen in Bathroom One, whether he was the first of several teens in the bathroom. Or whether he was the teen that was in bathroom number one, we don't know. We don't know. What do you think, Chris? The first teen in the bathroom, or the only teen in bathroom one? Your call. I'm going to have to go with... Oh, this is a difficult decision. Um, chaps, uh, teen in bathroom number one. Yes. Yeah, I mm. agree. Possibly mm. the teen in the bathroom having a number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most likely. Um, so that is our Adam, uh, Libby's love interest. The second one we've seen on screen? I know he's not technically in love with her, but she fell in love with Chad Corey Dillon? Yes, at least this one's real. Yes. Yeah, this is because, not made of dough. Yeah. Because he's real, she has no chance of getting with him because he <laughs> sees her for what she is. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're at the Spellmans and Hilda and Zelda are trying to plan a Texas-style dinner party for their friends. Apart from Carl, uh, Hilda doesn't want him to come because he always brings his skunk familiar. Uh, uh. Now, as I'm not saying that we're, we're all clued up on the whole witch thing, yeah. but I'm um, pretty sure skunks aren't familiars. Well, we guess have, we're not familiar with those familiars, but yeah, I guess. but I've never. We don't know what the rules are in this uh, witching realm. No, this is this is very true. But from all witching and wizarding TV or movie uh, aspects, or even books, I have never once seen or read or heard of a skunk being a witch's familiar. Cats, mutes, owls, rats, mice. But if you want to make a cheap joke in a sitcom, <laughs> go with something that stinks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Carl isn't coming. Uh, Zelda says it's great food, so they'll save some for Sabrina when she gets back from her trip. However, Sabrina says she doesn't want to go because she's ill. <coughs> Naturally, Hilda wants to out her, so she produces a bed of nails and dresses Sabrina up like some guru figure or a fakier, as she says. It's, yeah. Like she's a, you're, you're, you're a faker. She says, like the... Um, like a fake ear. The, the, the Indian... Who, uh, um, mystics who mystic. do things like walk on hot coals and sit on the beds of nails. Sabrina says... Well, she says, that is a terribly painful pun. 
and we for agree. many reasons, yes, yes, it is. However, Melissa Joan Hart seems to be sat on a bed of nails. Yeah, mm, yeah, but so it's, if it's if that, called a prop, yeah, but it could be a legit bed of nails. Or the could, <laughs> no, it could no, it could <laughs> I reckon no. so. It's called a prop. You get a plank of wood, sit on that. Get some fabric. Jobs are good. Yeah, she's probably got just like a, a foam-like mat. Yeah. Probably the the so-called nails are probably sort of kind of blunted. So yeah, yeah. blunted or bent or yeah. yeah. No, I like to think that she's committed to this role and she sat on a bed of nails for the just for the sheer fact of getting a joke over. Well, she's a, she's very committed. You know, she's a, she's a professional, but I think even she won't go that far. Oh, right. she's she's got a very padded bottom, so it's no, definitely not out of the question. Now, I would do. I've done a lot. For money. Okay. Oh, right, okay. As much as Mr. Poole. <laughs> yes. But I wouldn't sit on a bed of nails. Not a chance. I, uh, just the, the, the awkward risk of, uh, you know, nail up the jacksey. I feel that would be painful and not really worth it. Uh, Sabrina admits that she's not sick, but her concern is that Salem seems like a dangerous place for witches. But it's not, because it didn't have anything to do with real witches. So with that... Sabrina goes on a field trip. The school bus arrives at the Salem Historic Village and Harvey is having a great time singing his favourite bus songs and seems upset uh, to have had it cut short. I think he sung from 99 beer bottles on the wall all the way to seven, have they got to? Yeah, he was very frustrated. They were so nearly there. Just another traffic light on the journey and they could could have have got all the bottles of beer off the wall. All right. Never. Ever. Ever in my many years of being in education have I ever sang songs on a bus? Someone always did, though. It was never. Oh, the... No, 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 no. I cannot recall a single time of anyone doing it, especially not during teenage years. No, not during yeah. teenage years, yeah. that's true. But yeah. certainly pri- primary school. Primary school, I'll accept because oh, yeah, yeah. I probably can't remember them. Harvey's really, really into this song and when the teacher breaks up and says, Harvey, that's enough, he looks really upset because they were so close to reaching the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, blow. It's, it's the essential, quintessential Nate Richards as Harvey. It's the, you're just not quite there, are you? Not no. quite good S- enough. Simple right? things give you an inordinate amount of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so the teacher hands everyone an envelope which will reveal whether they're a townsperson or a witch as they each have a role to play whilst in this roleplay village. Harvey reveals his despite being told not to but Sabrina refuses to even look at hers. She says it's stupid and she hides it in the seat that she was sat on on the bus. I concur. Uh, They get off the bus and begin to explore the village where they also spot Mr. Poole in the stocks. We couldn't have a zany roleplay episode where uh, without Paul Feig wearing a silly uh, costume. Whilst in the stocks, he waves to everyone, and Sabrina says, what won't he do for money? <laughs> Sabrina <laughs> says, which is very true. We've heard how uh, tragic Mr. Poole's uh, income is, and he references it a lot. So it's good that some of the other jo- uh, the characters are in, in the joke as well. Uh, Jenny steps off the bus last and is told to spit out her gum. So she wraps it in her envelope, marked townsperson, and throws it in the bin. Ooh. Mr. Poole, in his best Puritan outfit, tells the students to pick a buddy, which is obviously an easy choice for Harvey and Sabrina. Libby's friends fight over her, but she doesn't want either of them. She wants old Adam. So she confidently asks him to be her buddy. She says, listen, I'm going to do you a favour. Yes, you can be my buddy. Uh, And he says, oh, that's really nice of you, but I've already asked Jenny. 
Yeah, Jenny, you get that guy. You get the boy. Well, we, we've seen Jenny sort of become a bit more, more of a prowler, more of a sort of, you know, eyes open to sort of, you know, the uh, the opposite sex in the last few episodes. It's good good to see her. Uh... She slips under the radar, doesn't she, yeah. a bit? And, you know what? strikes. I think it is ever since uh, the sex ed lesson with got, uh, got... Jean Poole. Yeah, yeah. She, she came to thinking. Yeah, yeah and yeah. now she's saying, ooh, look at those legs on him. Yeah, well, and, yeah. And... Ooh, I'm going to partner up with Adam, yeah. the baseball star. Ooh, yeah, the stud. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little subplot, the sexual awakening of Jenny <laughs> Kelly. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the Libby thinks that Adam just asked her just to take the mick, but no, he doesn't. He seemingly enjoys Jenny's company. Why wouldn't you? So Libby is pissed off because she thinks she's alone, but gets paired up with Mr. Poole. And I, boys, I'm jealous that she's spending so much time with Mr. Poole. <laughs> I am. I, I, he would be my buddy... Like that, if, especially uh, in his in full outfit, he is committed to this role he's put himself in. Yeah, I would... great time. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets changed, and we see a montage of them doing all their townsfolk chores fetching water, trying to brush horses, making candles, and chopping wood, which Mr. Poole is too weak to do and falls over wonderfully. Uh, oh, uh, Libby picks his axe up out of the wood yeah. for him. So, you know, Hilda and Zelda. The woman is the one who has the upper arm strength yes! out of the wood. You sexist pigs. <laughs> yes. Sabrina doesn't seem to be enjoying herself, but Jenny and Adam are seemingly having a hoot, dipping their candles, aren't they? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're, 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 uh, oh, yeah. they're dipping their wicks. Yeah, it's yeah. a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> it is a little bit sexual, that isn't it? They're having so much fun. They're the only ones dipping in and out, and it's getting bigger oh, yeah. and bigger. Yeah. Oh yeah. That oh, yeah. candle is increasing in size. Yeah. It's a girthy baby. It's girthy. Yeah. Oh wow. Someone crack open a window. Maybe that was how, you know, obviously in a puritanical society, you know, sexual urges are very much frowned upon. Maybe that's how they sort of release their tension a bit. Sort what? Of dip in the wick? Dip it, yeah, <laughs> literal dipping of the wick. Maybe that's where the euphemism came from. Ooh. Maybe. Getting their wicks off, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, we see a lot of them churn as yeah, well. Like churn. churn. You've got yeah. to churn that butter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when you've got all that pent up sexuality and you're not allowed to showcase it in public in any way, shape, or form. Uh, well, you've got to come up with some ways of expressing yeah, it. Yeah, they're yeah. only human. <laughs> and then they got to express it in their chores, I guess. Yeah, and then uh, they expressed it in their chores, and if they caught one another's eyes, that was it. They were uh, running. doing it, weren't they? Yeah. No, 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 no. They were running off to the forest to Ooh. dance with the devil. Yeah. The beast with two backs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's lunchtime, and Sabrina, Harvey, Jenny and Adam are all discussing whether they've been accused of being a witch yet. Sabrina gets on the defensive, though, of course, with her being a witch. We cut to Mr. Poole sitting down next to his buddy Libby and her friends for lunch, asking if they're having fun. Libby says that she should have stayed at home if she wanted to do chores. Well, life was hard then, Mr. Poole says. You know, it wasn't unusual for a woman your age to be married and have a kid. Which is very true, very actually. true. Uh, and causes all three girls in unison to say... Ew! Uh, meanwhile, Adam asks Jenny if they can talk in private. Ooh, causing Libby to lose her mind and swear to channel her anger into something more productive. I'm I'm just saying this, you know. Uh, as, as someone that gets angry quite often uh it is my favorite pastime yes um to channel that anger into something more productive it it doesn't really work you just end up getting more pissed off with whatever it is that you're doing unless of course it is punching someone in the face i was gonna say you don't have any patience when you're angry so it's very difficult to do anything productive yeah 
Well, I get Libby's way to deal with things is to just plot an evil scheme. So I guess that's creative and productive. I guess yeah, so. Yeah, well. Uh, we cut outside and Adam is telling Jenny a secret that she mustn't reveal to anyone. And my first thought was, oh my God, he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. that's very true. Yeah, yeah, he is a stud. You know, he's clearly a, an idolised baseball player, so... Yeah it's, yeah, it's right to think. I guess that's what they're trying to make you believe. Maybe, I, I don't know. That was just my first thought. Yeah. Uh, we then cut back to the dining hall and Harvey and Sabrina are telling each other how cute they look in their outfits. I totally agree. Especially yeah. Harvey in his yeah. little little hat. Oh, bless him. Bless him. He looks good in any costume, yes. doesn't he? Um, suddenly, a scream from upstairs. And it's Libby, who is accusing Jenny of flying her spectre in through the window, braiding her hair to make her look dorky and throwing her shoes outside. Libby leads everyone outside with evidence, apparently, and accuses Jenny of being a witch. Serena tries to defend Jenny, but Mr. Poole says Puritans would have taken these allegations very seriously. So you can either follow through with these allegations or go back to your chores, leading Libby and her friends to shout, Witch! 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 And what did they say? That they saw a... Saw a dance, oh, dancing yeah. with the devil. Dancing right? with the devil, yeah. So, uh, amongst other things that they were getting almost bang on the nail uh, from the crucible is the fact that they were seeing spectres yeah. uh, the the word spectre not ghost or anything like that or, or Phil soul, Spectre or Phil Spectre just that would spectre. be scary <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the fact that they were dancing with the devil because that's how that's how the uh, crucible actually starts with uh, with the accusations of uh, the last time you saw I can't remember names for the life of me saw this young girl who is perpetually ill uh, last time that she was seen was uh, by the reverend who saw them uh, out in the woods uh, dancing naked and therefore saying that they were dancing with the devil. Because apparently that's what Puritans used to do for fun. Mm. They used to strip down naked, uh, light a fire and dance in the woods. Just have a little nudie dance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We all like to do it, just sometimes it's in the street rather than the... Uh... The woods. Um, so Libby leads everyone outside and accuses Jenny of being a witch. So Sabrina runs off with Jenny upstairs and tells her that they're accusing her of being a witch. She doesn't really know what's going on. So it she thinks is really, really cool. Jenny says that her card said townsperson, but unfortunately she spat her gum into it, so she can't show them that. Sabrina gets really worked up because despite it being a game, she's upset because if she were a real witch, obviously that she is, it wouldn't be funny or cool because they're supposed to be seen as evil. And with that, Jenny gets called to court. And here we go, the trial begins. This is, I think this is where it all sort of falls down for me. I think this is why I really didn't really enjoy the yeah, episode because, that much. It's because it's it's, whenever a TV show other than a court drama does a courtroom scene, it, it, it oh, tends whoa. to go downhill tends to, but we've already had a very funny courtroom scene earlier in this series, haven't we? But that's that was very early on, and that was well, to the, the end. The thing with that one with Trial by Fury is that we had gaps in it where we were cutting back to Salem, him yeah. doing stuff. We also had funny characters who were... It was quite fast-paced, wasn't it? The yeah, scene? exactly. Here, yeah, I, I agree. It the was, episode kind of falls flat because yeah. it's a very serious topic. Serious topic in Sabrina's uh, world, anyway. And it's also very slow. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's because it's a courtroom scene. I think it's just that it's just the episode just sort of gets stuck in a rut, doesn't it? Yeah. It's stuck on the same scene, which isn't particularly funny. It's and not it's... good to look at the scene, is it? It's very dull. Well, obviously, because really, yeah. it's, you know, it's Puritan. <laughs> everything is made of wood. Yeah. yeah, everything is made of wood. Everybody's dressed extremely plainly and conservatively, and it's just... You know, it, 
eventually sort of works sort of the climax of you know Sabrina's big sort of speech, which we'll get to later, but. Jesus Christ, will take an unnecessarily long time to get there. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the trial begins with the accused Jennifer Kelly being called to the stand. Whilst walking past the bullies, they all cry, Cold! She's making me so cold! Again, uh, a genuine nod to the, the play The Crucible. So, yeah, well which we wouldn't have known uh, yeah. without you having mentioned it. Thank you, Chris. Uh, oh, put a sweater on, Sabrina shouts. Mr Poole asks about her whereabouts, and it comes to light that she was with Adam. Unescorted. How unseemly. How unseemly. Stroking his chin. (laughs) Oh, Paul Feig, you know how to play it. He does. He's got a really funny face while pulling it. Jenny says that she cannot say what they were talking about because she was sworn to secrecy. There are no secrets in the courtroom, Mr. Poole says. Then ask Jill if that's her real nose, Sabrina shouts. Another another nod to an earlier episode. Yeah, continuing on from her discovery in episode two, it was, that one Friday. Yeah, Libby's friends that come and go, uh, these two girls. Jill and Cece is the other one? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it was was mentioned previously that Jill has had a nose job and is ridiculed for it, and we're supposed to laugh with the people ridiculing her. It's not very nice. Yeah, we saw this in the last episode, throwbacks to... The first half, or the first couple of episodes of the of the season, you know, yeah. like four or five months ago and stuff. So it's yeah, it, it's unusual, nice. Isn't it? it's, it's nice to see the continuity yeah. continue on. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it could also be because they probably filmed this after episode two. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, Jenny is told that if she doesn't give out this information, she'll be held in contempt. But like a good girl, she won't betray trust. Uh, so we cut to Jenny locked in the stocks, telling Sabrina that she wishes she was a witch so she could escape zap the shackles and fly away. Sabrina spots Adam, so she goes to chat to him, alarming him to a now shackled Jenny. In true dramatic fashion, he says he'll tell the court what they were talking about, because they will find out sooner or later anyway. Monday. Yeah, they'll find out uh, on Monday. week. Yeah. On Monday. When, when the back in school. He and Sabrina bound into court with Adam's new evidence, and he takes the stand. He addresses the court and informs them that what they were talking about was, no, not Adam's sexuality that we thought... No, it's his decision to quit playing baseball, causing the jury to gasp and Harvey to lose his shit. Well, again, I didn't really understand this because we're not we're not American, but yeah. um, or or particularly sporty people, really. When like, yeah, uh, but apparently that's a big thing, a big decision to make to well, quit a quit a sports team in in American high school. Well, it's because Harvey says that he's the best shortstop. Shortstop. So he's always getting all the all all the rounders and hitting sixes and all, all, you know all the thing and the slam dunk and all, all the things that you do in baseball. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the one that stops the short yeah exa- balls. Yeah, exactly. And you know those 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 short balls. You know they 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 that 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 they need stopping. They need yeah. they need they need stopping. Otherwise, you you'll be um, going for a long you'll be going stop. For, yeah, and you don't want that. And then you'll. You know, then they they've they've scored a goal, so um, yeah. That I think you got it pretty much down to a team. Yeah, I think yeah, that's exactly now, right. Now I understand yeah, why yeah. it's such a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Harvey loses his mind because I guess again we know this is the only things he knows, but he knows a lot about sport because he's made to. So he obviously loses his mind for that. However, the jury lose their mind, particularly Libby, who further accuses Jenny of being a witch because she caused a man to dislike sports. Oh. Wow. That, well, 
from Libby being able to lift the axe out of the stump to Libby saying that men have to like sports, she's done a complete flipsy-turvy. Mm. Yeah, I think she sort of accidentally sort of, you know, stood up for the cause by removing that axe, didn't she? She, <laughs> yeah. she was thinking she was striking a blow for feminism uh, by uh, by picking that axe up. But um, yeah, Now we're going to a stereotypical behaviour of, uh, no, men need to like sports because yeah. men are men. It's yeah. so, like ignorant, well, stereotypical view coming through. Yeah. Yeah. A running theme we found in the uh, these later episodes of Sabrina anyway. Um, he says it isn't Jenny, but it's his coach, who is insane, apparently. Uh, Libby is adamant to embarrass Jenny, but she decides to change tactic and accuse Sabrina of pinching her instead and ultimately being a witch. Sabrina is a witch, she cries. Fucking welcome to the party, Sherlock. Uh, Libby continues to agitate Sabs with her allegations, causing Sabrina to get upset and shoot a ball of magic out of her finger, causing everyone to freak out. Right, it is at this moment that I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. There, yeah. there is lit- You have literally just shown a room full of mortals you have magic. And it was all explained away by uh, Mr. Poole. I, I think just... he gave a very valid argument. No, he probably gave a very valid argument. But at the same time, Jesus Christ, Sabrina, just put a lid on it. Calm your tits. However, in Harry Potter... Again, same universe. Same, uni- same universe. Um, Harry, this is before he knows he's a wizard. Um, you know, when, when he's getting angry with like bullies at school and things, just, you know, in, in fury, he'll accidentally cast spells on people, which is a bit... Bit like what Sabrina does here, so you know, I say same universe and no, know, no, 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 no. With episode one, you point at something, shit happens, yeah, yeah, and then Sabrina goes, "Oh, why didn't anything happen to you? I've got the safety on, nail polish, okay? Oh, we know this, but she's in." Puritan times, so there is no nail polish. She knows she hasn't got the safety on, so not to fucking point the daft bin. Uh, so Mr. Poole's explanation, as we discussed, is ball lightning, apparently. Indoors. Thi- <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, indoors at that. Uh, it's a theory that is a spectacular but really rare occurrence, and he says, how lucky are we? Uh, of course, Libby objects to that because it nearly killed her, she says, causing Sabrina to put it on record that it didn't. Put it on record that it didn't kill her. Uh, court is adjourned for tomorrow, where they'll continue the trial of Sabrina. Great, it's continuing. Uh, Sabrina heads to the payphone, upset, literally upset, and asking Zelda to come and pick her up. Should they have a payphone? Well, uh, for emergencies, I guess. But should, I don't know, I feel like maybe the staff should have one, but the, you know, the kids... I mean, if, if there was a fire, they can't really rely on just the Puritan actors just shouting, Fire! No, 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 the smoke signals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they should have a tower of fire watcher. <laughs> um, so uh, she heads to the payphone as they're upset and asks Zelda to come and pick her up, telling her she'll explain everything when they get her. Oh, please don't fly. Drive. Seeing two women arrive on flying vacuum cleaners is really not going to help. <laughs> No, is it? Uh, Hilda and Zelda leave their chili party and put Salem in charge. Control, chili, I have it all. <laughs> I don't think we've heard Salem's evil laugh before. It was magical. Yeah, it was a magical moment, and it was a moment that I realised. Hang on a moment. Salem is always wanting control. Libby is always wanting oh. control. Maybe Salem and Libby. Yeah, I I'd like to see an episode. Yeah, if Salem happens to turn in temporarily into a sixteen-year-old, yeah, I think him and Libby being together in an episode would be interesting. I I, I feel like that would result in world domination. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I want to see Jenny Lee Green fuck a cat. That's, <laughs> that's 
what I'm in. That's what I'm into, folks. I can't control it. It's just what I'm into. Um, <clears throat> so the, the man likes his pussy. Um, so it's just the laugh. Yeah, he goes, control, chilly, I have it all. I can't do his laugh, though. It's just a... <laughs> It's great. Uh, Sabrina, with her bags packed, is eager to leave the town and is relieved to finally see her aunts pull up in their swanky top-down convertible. I think Beth Broderick kind of stops the car a bit prematurely because Hilda flies forward and scorns at her. Yeah. She's like, well, yeah, she had Caroline Ray had a hell of a time here, very nearly going through the windshield. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I see two reasons for this. One was... Um, the whole they're witches they don't tend to drive cars so they're not used to it so hard on the brakes happy days two this was take number 153 and Zelda was just getting really pissed off with Hilda and Hilda was getting really pissed off with Zelda and then it was just like well no it was probably just that was as we discussed that was just one take and thinking oh we fucked it up ah well (laughs) that's all continue the trend on and as you pointed out Chris the old convertible and the, the headwear does seem to be a sort of very loose Thelma and Louise. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's as if they didn't have a car and they needed to magic a car up. So rather than, you know, something boring like, yeah. a, like a Nissan. Um, <laughs> which, which wouldn't be a Nissan, it would be a Nussan. Yeah. Nuss- Nussan, yeah. <laughs> um, a... Instead they got a cuddy look. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina kisses Harvey and heads to the car, but before she can leave, Hilda and Zelda want to know what's got her so upset. Sabrina tells them that they accuse her of being a witch, and because she doesn't know where her envelope is, she can't say whether she is or not. This is new, Hilda says. Mortals have been accusing each other of this for centuries, but I think this may be the first time they actually got a real witch. Touche. Sabrina says it's not a game for her because they make out that being a witch is a bad thing, and when she takes the stand tomorrow, she can't honestly say that she isn't one, which is quite grown up of her, actually. She doesn't, even though it's a fake court, she feels she still can't lie in front of everyone. She she doesn't want to commit perjury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a lesson to be learnt here, and you're going to stay and learn it, Zelda says. It turns out that it's about learning to accept herself. So with that, Hilda and Zelda take off, leaving Sabrina to think about what she's going to do. We find Sabrina sat on the stairs to the townhouse with Harvey, who is churning. She turns to him and asks if she can ask him something. Is it about my feelings, he says. Oh, he's still a a boy at heart, he's isn't he? Yeah, very, very, very is scared it, is of it, feelings. Is it, is it about my feelings? Because I don't want to talk about feelings. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a man, I don't have feelings. My dad tells me boys don't talk about feelings and don't cry. We're just stones. Yeah, if they do, they're gay and therefore no son of mine. That's what Mr. <laughs> Kinkle says. That's exactly yeah. what he said before he came bastard, out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But she <clears> asked him to forget about the game and that if she was a real witch, would he still like her? Would you have supernatural powers, he says? Yes. How could I not like that? Sabina talks about things she's used a magic on in the episodes we've seen, turning Libby into a goat, making that bloody giant flan, but it's cut short when she's asked to trial. She's bundled into a cart and paraded through the town, and someone throws a fucking hard cabbage at her. Jesus Christ, they... they Maybe that was um, our old uh, shortstop <laughs> showing some of his baseball skills. Yeah. But either way, someone fucking launched oh that my. cabbage. Yeah. It was almost as if they had a cabbage cannon. It yeah. explodes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like fucking hell. Um, we're back in court and Libby and friends are accusing Sabrina of making them itchy. We're all in wool. We're all itchy, she shouts. Goody Spellman, Mr. Poole says. Goody Chesler has accused you of being a witch. Do you confess it? Yep, Sabrina says. I'm a witch. 
but I lost my card, so I'm not a card-carrying witch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't get that joke. I think she's admitting that she's a witch, but subtly not saying that she's a witch in the game. Well, it's it's sort of the... Because that's what she's... She's bothered about being accused of a fake... Being a fake witch. Well, I think... Well, the card-carrying witch is sort of like... It's just sort of a thing that people say. You know, like, I'm a... If, if they're proud of something, you know, like, I'm a... I'm a card-carrying nerd. That sort of thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's just... It's, it's, oh, like I'm a card-carrying member of the NRA. Yeah, that sort of thing. It comes from actual organisations where you would carry cards, like the NRA. Right. But oh, then, like, if people okay. just want to say they're, like, you know, a proud member of something, they'll just say, I'm a card-carrying... Yeah, it's a bad joke. So like, it's... Yeah, e- even the studio audience didn't laugh. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was nothing. <laughs> so, so it's like a, what used to be a, a card-carrying member of Blockbuster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Mr. Poole says, just... Sign this confession and we'll begin shunning you. Harvey stands up defending Sabrina, saying that it was a false confession. Yeah, I know the nod. Exactly. It's a John Proctor, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just look at her face. This isn't the face of a witch. They're ugly and horrid. Also, they melt when you throw water on them. And with that, he throws a mug of water over Melissa Joan Hart's face. And you can actually see her corpsing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's laughing time. and you can hear her, like, just laugh near the microphone. <laughs> that was adorable, though. I'm kind of pleased that they kept that in. Well, I, I get it. I think it was just, let's get, let's get this done in one take. Let's yeah. keep it in, yeah. It's like no one's got headphones on or watching the cameras. Yeah, yeah. if you've done the scene, great. Nail it. Mind you, doing multiple takes of things like that would be difficult because you'd have to dry her. Yeah, and then it's very, very good. Thanks, Harvey, but what you are just describing is a stereotype. How do you know witches are ugly? Have you ever seen one? Well, maybe you fear witches because you've never met any. Yes, witches are different from mortals, but different isn't bad. I mean, maybe there are witches among us right now. But we're so close-minded, they can't tell us who they are. And we're the ones missing out. So I ask you, can we accept witches? No! Great. Okay. So, still simple-minded folk. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Jenny and Sabrina take to the stand once more so the jury can pass judgment. They unanimously find Jenny guilty of being a witch, whilst only Libby accuses Sabrina. So Jenny will be punished, and Sabrina is being let off for lack of enthusiasm. Sabrina is miffed because she confessed, but Harvey kind of just pats her face and says that no one would believe she was a witch anyway. Uh, they walk off, and the guy who plays Adam, again, what's John Patrick White, uh, tries to put his hat on his head and drops it. I didn't see that. I, I missed that. Really? We'll rewatch it after this. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, he picks it up and just drops it and kind of goes near Libby to pick it up. Like, it's a bit awkward. And again, should have just refilmed it. Libby asks, What will happen to Jenny? Well, nothing, because it's role play. You could pretend that we hanged her, Mr. Pearl says. Yeah. Good yeah. God. Well, pretend being the operative word there. Of course, yeah, pretend that we hanged her. That's not good enough, Libby says. Fucking hell. What? How, how? Jesus. Sometimes we've said that, you know, like. You know, like when Sabrina does magic on Libby to punish her and everything, you know, like she's going too far. Sabrina herself is stooping to her level, you know, being being a bit of a dick herself. But when you hear Libby say things like that, she yeah. deserves everything she gets. Yeah, just pretend that we killed her. No, that's not good enough. Legit killer. And some of our listeners out there might be like, hang on a tick. She was condemned. Hey, having the pun. What? He said hang on a sec. Hang on a tick. Hang on yeah. a t- Yeah, hang Should have hanged her. Oh, fuck, missed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hang on a tick. Um, didn't they burn witches? Well, actually, no. They hung them. That was genuinely how they dealt with witches during the Salem witch trials. These uh, concepts of burning witches or drowning drowning witches uh, was a complete fabrication. 
It might, it, it might have happened, but the preferred method was death by hanging. They didn't use no ducking stools, did they? No, they no, did not. They didn't. Uh, not only that, but uh, the whole Monty Python thing of uh, if she weighs. Do you remember that? There are ways of telling whether she is a witch. Are there? Oh, what are they telling tell us? Tell us. Oh. Oh. tell me, what do you do with witches? And what do you burn apart from witches? More witches! Wood! So, why do witches burn? Because they're made of wood. Good! So, how do we tell whether she is made of wood? Build a bridge out of her! Ah, but can you not also make bridges out of stone? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, uh, does a wood sink in water? No, no. No, it floats! It floats! Throw her into the pond! <laughs> what also floats in water? Bread! Apples! Uh, very small rocks! Cider! A great gravy! Cherries! Mud! A churches! Churches! Lead! Lead! A duck! <laughs> exactly! So, logically, if she weighs the same as a duck, she's made of wood! And therefore... A witch! A witch! A witch! Sabrina's had enough of her, so she makes her cold, gives her a magic wet willy, and makes an invisible monkey wearing a fez saying ook ook sit on her shoulder, causing her to go crazy and confess her lies to the court. Uh, we see the monkey, yeah, uh, but the um, assembled um, kids do not. Um, and again, lots of corpsing from generally green as <laughs> this monkey plays around on her shoulder. It, I mean, it's very obedient. It's just sat on it, kind of staring at her, yeah. isn't it, yeah. wearing this fez, and she's... And obviously, she's made the uh, obviously the, the school and the teachers think she's crazy. But God, good good effort on Jenna Lee Green for handling this. Fair enough, it's obedient, but still, that, that monkey could have done anything. You know what? I think I fucking figured it out. I figured out why this episode has so many like corpse moments, and it just seems like everyone's just done it in one take. It's because that that was all the time they had. Because they would have had to maybe they did rent out a small village and had an allotted time to do the entire sh- filming of the show. Yeah, this definitely does seem to be one of those places like Beamish, you know, where, where you can go. To yeah, yeah. Of, filmed you know. entirely on location. This Yeah. Movie. I mean, maybe the inside, like the, the um, barn and things, perhaps that is a studio. I'm, I'm not sure. But, um, no, I'm not 100%, but it would make sense as to why the, yeah, it seems like everything's yeah. just so rushed. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Oh, it's very interesting, though. It does a good thing to think about, anyway. So Jenny is let off the hook, and Libby must spend some time in the stocks. Also, yeah, Adam drops his hat in embarrassing form. I've written it. That's when he does it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, everyone thinks that Libby's mental, um, and because of her confessing her lies, Jenny is let off, and uh, Libby is the one that's punished, and I don't think that's good enough, boys. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, she would have chopped her head off. Uh, we're outside the town hall, and the history teacher is telling the students about the real reason behind this trip human nature. It turns out that nobody had a witch card, the persecution was made up by everyone. She says, no one was a witch. You all made up the witches. But that is seemingly not the case as Sabrina finds her envelope and inside it is a card that says witch. We get 
what seems to be, I mean, it's not the exact music that they use. They've clearly done sort of like, a bit like we have with our theme tune, sort of something that sounds very like it, but isn't quite it. Um, the sort of like musical sting from the end of the Twilight Zone episodes where there's usually some sort of twist. So yeah, I enjoyed that little nod. Uh, might as well do it here because the episode is about to, uh, to wrap up. Uh, obviously we do our That's So 90s feature in the uh, during the show. And we didn't. Ne- we don't necessarily restrict ourselves to the 1990s. So I'd like to say that this episode is so 1690s. The whole idea of witches being hunted. Yeah, go yeah. with that. Cause <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thanks to being trapped in the past for the whole time, nothing 1990s really happens. So yeah. Witch trials. That's, That's so 90s. 90s. Obviously, 1690s. But 90s nonetheless. Do you reckon there's still places in like Bumfuck somewhere that still believe in these kind of possibly, places? Possibly, possibly, yeah. Um, I mean, some people might say that, you know, doing 1690s is a bit of a cop-out, but, I mean, it's our podcast, so fuck you. <laughs> we not, can do what we want. Not only that, the only other thing that we could have maybe done is, uh, which it wasn't even a thing, it was just something we mentioned, was Hilda and Zelda looking a bit like Thelma yeah, and Louise, and that was, and a, that was about yeah, it. That's a and that's not, film, yeah. But that's not really worth it. No. Because no. there was no genuine connection there, it's just us prattling about. Yeah, yeah. and ultimately, like Graham said, it's our podcast. We do what we want. Yeah, so go so fuck yourself. If we want to make the feature about the 1690s, we fucking can, and we yeah. fucking did, so fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so that was episode 23, boys. The Crucible. What did we think of it? Um, you know, I had no great objection to it. There were some good lines. I mean, I guess it was quite sort of, you know... Quite clever, I guess, to sort of, you know, co-opt the uh, Crucible, to play the Crucible sort of into Sabrina's world. It sort of made sense to do it at some point, I guess, because it is one of the most sort of best-known sort of pieces of art about witches, really. They've already done Macbeth a bit, you know, already done the Toil and Trouble thing. So I guess the Crucible's probably the next uh, the next bit. And they've done the Flying on Hoovers, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> so that, that, that's the whole trinity of uh, witch, um, <laughs> you know, witches in popular culture, isn't it? Macbeth, yeah. Macbeth Crucible, Crucible, Hocus Pocus. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, so it's good to see you know, the third piece of the puzzle. Um, There's Roald Dahl's witches as well. Roald Dahl's witches. We've not had that yet. No. What, they're going to stop peeling off their skin or something? Well, someone could turn into a mouse, I guess. Yeah, and get, get killed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was quite quite uneventful, really. I mean, we talked about sort of the, you know the trial, sort of making taking up the bulk of the episode and just not being worth devoting that much time to. So yeah, I kind of ended the thing pretty underwhelmed. Not appalled, but underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Chris, how do you find this episode? Do you agree with Graham's points or disagree with anything? I I, I like the idea that they tried to get the the the, the episode the Crucible is similar to the play the Crucible. I, I did like the, the the little nods and the little sort of parallels that they were drawing but I mean I'm this is just me and there are going to be people who disagree with me massively I'm not a massive fan of the play The Crucible I find it it's a very long long play that is essentially just not quite all there so I was always on the back foot with this episode yeah. from the off. Yeah. I, I mean, I, just repeating a point I said I think it was at the end of the last episode that I think this episode is good in terms of um, you know, we see how defensive Sabrina is about the pride of. She clearly enjoys being a witch, and she's proud to be a witch, even if she can't admit it. And the fact that she's in a situation where people are made out to viciously hate witches and persecute them for being um, uh, bad guys and dangerous and awful people, and it was nice to see her get quite upset 
it was, about it. I think if they wanted to do that message, it should have been in a situation of their own crafting rather than them basically just doing a play yeah, that's existed yeah, for I, decades. Yeah. Like, yeah. We got the message, we understood what the message was, you could have done it in a completely different way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's that time at the end of the episode where we ask Chris, as our resident uh, uh, rank master, to review the episode, to tell us what he thinks of it, to set the bar on how me and Graham should perhaps review this episode as well. So, Chris, The Crucible, episode 23, our penultimate episode of the season, what do you give it? Well, the, the last episode I gave a four, and to be perfectly honest with you, that was that was bare minimum, that was standard. So mm. uh, this one, I think, personally, it's not a two, it's not a two, it's got to be a three. Two is the worst score I've given in a single episode, it's not as bad as that. Three spectres dipping their wicks. <laughs> three spectres dipping their wicks. <laughs> um, just on that, he said like the lowest score you gave was two, and I believe... Uh, the episode that you gave to was one that was full of racism and sexism and yes. general offence. I'm very interested to find out what would get a number one from you. Well, the, well I, I discussed that. The reason why I got a number two is because the index scene was yeah. an eight. Yeah. So that the index save saved it a point, otherwise it would have been a one. Been so a basically one. that episode minus the index scene <laughs> would be a one. Would yes. be a one. There you go. So, Chris, yeah, you give the Crucible a three spectres dipping their wicks. Graham, what about um, you? Again, yeah, enjoyed it less than the last episode, which I gave a five for just being so just totally just functional and there. Uh, I wasn't bored in the last episode though, whereas at times in this one I was sort of. I think maybe for the first time watching Sabrina, I was bored. Yeah, because I agree. you know, like we've had obviously we've had one you know very bad episode as we've just talked about, but it was very bad. We were constantly sort of constantly sort of just grimacing and voicing our objections and like what. Crap! Are they going to pull out <laughs> next? Whereas this, you know, it wasn't crap. It was, it was just very functional. I give it four. Yeah, four spectres dipping their wicks. Um, I'm going to agree with Chris again with this one just because I gave the last episode four and I enjoyed this less. So it's naturally that it goes down a point. So I'm going to give this three spectres dipping their wicks. So not great for our penultimate episode, guys. Um, I only hope that our final episode of this season, episode 24, is better. Would you like to know what it's called? Yes. Yes. Our season finale, boys, is called Troll Bride. Bearing in mind that the term troll, as in somebody who insults people on the internet, probably did not exist in 1997. It won't be anything to do with that. Um, does Drell marry a troll? And Hilda <laughs> and Zelda get invited to the wedding, and Sabrina too, of course. That's all I can guess. Okay, that's an interesting idea. Chris, what about you? I've got a couple of theories. Oh, oh great, okay. Okay, here we go. First theory. Theory number one uh, is troll. You know, the first thing that popped to my head was uh, the Billy Goat's Gruff. So okay. maybe Hilda, Zelda and Sabrina all get turned into goats and have to cross a, bri- cross a bridge. <laughs> okay. And uh, the only way they can cross a bridge is if Sabrina marries the troll that is under said bridge. Okay. You know, to get to the other side, the grass is always greener sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, my second option is that, uh, do you remember the little uh, pencil toppers? Trolls. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sabrina gets turned into one of them and marries a fellow pencil top troll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, it has nothing to do with uh, pencil toppers of the kind. Troll Bride, the season finale. While searching for her missing homework, Sabrina comes face to face with a troll who asks for her hand in marriage in return for her books, leaving Harvey the only one who can save her. I'll uh, look for some Harvey heroism. So, yes. um, 
boys, Harvey goes to the other realm. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Is that the first time? First time Excellent. Harvey travels to the other realm. This is significant. Is this going to be like a medieval lark? It could be, but we'll have to wait and see. So please join us for our season finale. Boys, it's been a blast. We'll talk more about the season as a whole uh, next week. But yeah, I cannot wait. As for our penultimate episode, episode 23, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a bit of a slog, this one, but I hope you have enjoyed it all the same. Uh, my name has been Phil, and it still is Phil at that, uh, so thank you very much. Uh, to my left has been Graham Riley. Goodeth bad. And uh, to my right has been Chris Evans. See you later. Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats, so whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio or iTunes, please leave us a comment or a review. Your support means we get more listeners, and it means our hard work is not going to waste. And we can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you want to contact us or keep up to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at SabrinaWatch. And you can find us on Facebook, just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch, and there we shall be. And thank you to you for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be, be magic. magic.